I don't believe you guys. I said, good morning. There we go. I know some of you just woke up like 10 minutes ago, but you know what? This is church. Let's be happy. I want to take the moment to welcome all the kids. Let's give them a round of applause for actually being here. Okay. Love it. For those of you who may be newer here, we invite the kids to come in a few times a year because we believe that the full body of Christ needs to worship together every now and then. Plus, it gives our ministry volunteers a little bit of a break, too. Two birds with one stone. And I want to welcome all of our visitors, all of our guests, everybody here. I'm so glad that you're here. And if you're new here to Covenant, I want to invite you to fill out a brown card at the back. You fill it out. You put it in the black basket. We'll give you one of these fine Covenant mugs. I I know I say it every single week, but I can't emphasize enough. These are wonderful mugs. I swear your coffee will taste better if you drink out of this thing. So today, we're going to be wrapping up our series called Happy Church. It's been fun, but all good things must come to an end. And today is a very special day because I'm going to attempt to summarize a little bit of where we've been with this series. And I'm going to try and cover that in about 10 to 15 minutes because um, some people in here get kind of antsy. Now, some of you are thinking, this cannot be done, but I will attempt it nonetheless. Before I attempt this uh, amazing feat in sermonic brevity, let's go ahead and pray. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time we can come together, worship together, Lord. I thank you for every single person in this room who's here, who desires to come to know you, worship you, and be together with your body, Lord. Pray that you'll open our hearts and our minds and our eyes to the different truths that you want us to understand and embrace this morning. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. So the whole point of this series is that we've been trying to recover this idea that God wants us to be happy. And that's kind of a loaded statement, because whenever we think of happiness, we think of a brand new car. We think of a big house. We think of eating lots and lots of pizza, being able to sleep in, going to the park, playing in the pool. And while all those things are good, We believe that true happiness comes from knowing God and following Him, regardless of our situations. And to feel happiness really is a gift from God, isn't it? It's that good feeling of happiness that overcomes your mind and your heart, and it comes from knowing God and following Him. You can try to attain your own happiness by getting a bunch of friends, getting a promotion at work, marrying the right person, but it's not going to satisfy your soul. Any happiness that you feel won't last you. Any internal joy that you might have will simply go away. The only thing that will bring you true joy and true happiness and peace is a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now, how do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? You have to believe in him, that he came to this earth, that he died. He he lived a sinless life. He died. He rose again. And if we believe in him, we can be forgiven of our sins and live a life of knowing Jesus. And we can be with him for eternity as well. But it's not just enough to believe in Jesus. We have to be with Jesus. We've talked about what this looks like here at Covenant. It looks like the tools of happiness like we've talked about. Prayer and worship and studying scripture and being together with the community. We've talked about laughter, how that's a great tool of happiness that God has given us. We've talked about rejoicing, how God has given us the ability to be happy about things that we have. 
And when we do these things, we grow closer to God. And the closer we are to God, the happier we are. Now, I don't know about you, but the days that I go without reading Scripture and praying and spending some time meditating are usually pretty miserable. But, but when I pray and I start off my day with Scripture and prayer and meditation, I'm usually, almost always, very happy. I'm filled with joy. These are the gifts that God has given us for our benefit, for our happiness, for our peace. And frankly, the less that we incorporate this stuff into our daily lives, the less happy, less satisfied in God we will be. Remember what the psalmist says in the very first psalm. He says, the truly happy person doesn't follow wicked advice, doesn't stand on the road of sinners, doesn't sit with the disrespectful. Instead of doing those things, these persons love the Lord's instruction and they recite God's instruction day and night. They're like a tree replanted by streams of water, which bears fruit at just the right time and whose leaves don't fade. Whatever they do succeeds. That's not true for the wicked. They are like the dust that the wind blows away. That's why the wicked will have no standing in the court of justice, neither sinners in the assembly of the righteous. The Lord is intimately acquainted with the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked is destroyed. The closer you are with God, the happier you will be. And that's not a happiness that comes and goes with your circumstances. It's a happiness that is deeply embedded within your soul that brings you joy and satisfaction, regardless of what's going on in your daily life. So yes, we believe that God wants us to be happy because true happiness comes from knowing God and following him. But at the end of the day, though, What is the mission of the happy church? What's the purpose of all of this? Is it just so that we'll be happy people? That we'll be able to smile all the time, even when things go wrong? Is it simply that God likes it when we're happy? That's a good one. Is it to bring glory and honor to God? I think that's part of it. But I think the main purpose, the main mission of the happy church is to help others find their place in the kingdom of God. This world needs a little happy, doesn't it? Because you look around and there's not much of it. The writer of Ecclesiastes says that everything is meaningless. The eye isn't satisfied with seeing. The ear isn't satisfied with hearing. We're not satisfied. All those cars and houses and TVs and beach houses will never make you happy. People want something real, something that the happy church can bring. That's true happiness. That's knowing Jesus and following him with his people. Listen to what Tim McConnell has to say in Happy Church. He says, in a world like this, people want to be part of something different. They want to be part of something bigger. They long to find a community devoted to a higher ethic, a higher cause, a different world. They want the church. Their hearts were made by God, for God. God made them in such a way that praising him would bring them joy. Their hearts will be unquiet until they rest in Christ, their Savior. What they want is a community to attest to this. A community of happy souls resting contentedly in the body of Christ. The purpose of your satisfaction and your happiness in Jesus 
is to bring others to know Jesus. That's why God chose Israel in the Old Testament, and that's why he's using the church today to be his elect agents of the gospel, to bring true happiness to this broken world. I love the way that the Prince of Preachers puts this, Charles Spurgeon. He says, you can lead us to heaven if you have heaven's sunlight on your face. And he goes on to say this. He says, but you're not going to lead us at all well if you're cross and ill-tempered, for then we shall not care about your company. Make yourselves merry with the people of God and try to live happily before men. For so you will prove to us, to a demonstration, that even to old age God is with you and that when your strength fails, he is still your preservation. Now, I don't think Spurgeon's saying, well, just put a happy smile on your face and let people know how much you love Jesus. It doesn't matter all the stuff that's going on in your life. But I think he means is that we have abundant hope in Jesus. We know the end game. We know that this isn't all there is. We have the only source of true happiness in this universe, and that's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Our circumstances change all the time. Sometimes we're filled with joy, and many times we're filled with sorrow. But that relationship with Jesus sustains us in the midst of everything. And our relationship with Christ is the means by which God has chosen to reveal his love to this world. So let me ask you this. Do you have heaven's sunlight on your face? Do you think and act like somebody who knows true happiness? Have you, have you ever thought that somebody's eternal salvation could depend on your own relationship with Jesus? Now don't get me wrong. The Spirit moves as he wills. But God has chosen the church to be the primary agent by which to take his gospel to the ends of the earth. God wants to use the happy church to bring gladness to the suffering, freedom to the oppressed, and healing to the broken. He's chosen you to be a messenger of his grace. And when we take communion, We're reminded of all the things that we can be happy about. We've been forgiven of all the stuff that we've ever done. We've been changed. We've been adopted into the family of God. We can live life abundant and life eternal. And communion is a constant reminder of our new identity in Christ. We've been changed from the inside out into something filled with light and beauty. That we don't need to be afraid of death. That we can be truly happy. Did I do it in 10 minutes or less? Okay, good. So I'm going to invite the worship team to come up here. And in a few moments, I'm going to invite you to come to the front and take communion. And let it be a time where you remember all that Christ has done for you. That he's doing in you and that he will do through you in the future. And let these moments empower you to be filled with happiness that can come only from knowing Jesus and following him. Be the happy church. Enjoy all that God has done in your life so that others can come to know that true happiness as well. Will you stand with me as we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all that you've done for us. The fact that we're forgiven the fact that we've been adopted into your family, the fact that we can know true happiness and true joy.
Lord, I pray if there's any in here, any Christian who doesn't experience that joy, I pray that they will, Lord. And if there's any soul here that doesn't know you yet, doesn't know the happiness that only you can bring, that you would draw them to yourself, O oh Lord, that they would know what true happiness looks like. Help us be the happy church that seeks to know you and make you known through the rest of the world. We pray this in Christ's name.